Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game. Love the game. Or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help you understand why he is screaming at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter, at Sports Gal Pal. And of course, you can reach me on SportsGalPal.com. So, new, at least for the football season, is this Thursday show. So, it's a full show. Um, but I won't be doing like my, my typical Monday shows do, where I talk about what I learned this week, because the week isn't over yet. And I won't typically be taking questions from my audience. So instead, I thought these Thursday show would be a great time for me to kind of gear you guys up for the weekend, talk about what kind of upcoming games or events that I think that the sports fans in your life are going to be really wanting to see and wanting to talk about and giving you guys some really clear things that you can talk about. So first up is a course and it corresponds with my guest this week. That is Donald Wood from Ring Rust Radio. You can hear Ring Rust Radio on blogtalkradio.com. Um, it's all about SummerSlam. So the big news I found is that John Stewart, um, who I loved from The Daily Show, is going to be hosting on SummerSlam, which I've seen various wrestling pay-per-views in the past, and I'm not sure what exactly a guest host does. Um, I'd be curious to see how he interacts. Is he going to wind up in the ring? Is he going to wind up being body slammed? Who knows? Um, is he going to be as witty as he normally is or was on The Daily Show? Um, what exactly is his role there? But it really goes to show what the WWE is doing. Um, they are really becoming mainstream. And one of the things I loved when I was talking to Donald, and you'll see in a minute when we preview his interview, was that we really talked about, you know, the switch from, you know, the growth of when I was watching wrestling when my husband and I first got together to what it is now, which is a really corporate product. And it's very interesting to see the, you know, change over time and how a company adapts to its audience and its growing audience. Speaking of growing audience, the NFL was was back in action this past week. I hope you guys were able to hear me on um, Next Fan Up. I was on their Sunday show doing a recap of all 16 preseason games. And boy, those guys, I got to give a big shout out to Simon Hunter, to Jet Superfan um, Andrew, and of course, Chicago Bears Superfan Tom. They were all so nice. They got me in there. I had a great time. It was a great discussion. Um, I felt a little bad because we were picky on poor Andrew and um, the whole Geno Smith situation. But Come on, it's funny. I mean, he broke his jaw because his teammate threw a left hook at him. I'm assuming it's a left hook. So it's just really funny. But um, speaking of NFL, there is an entire slate of NFL preseason games that the sports fans in your life are going to want to see. Now, I know it seems kind of silly, preseason games, because they really don't matter. They don't mean anything. Half the time, the major stars aren't playing. But it is a really good idea to see, especially if you have a new coach, like Atlanta Falcons have Dan Quinn in there, to see what those schemes are going to look like, to get a little preview of what something may change, what to look for optimism plus it's just football it's football it's exciting to see guys in helmets and pads smashing up against each other going after a ball i love it it's just getting me ready getting me geared up i cannot wait for week one um it's gonna be a lot of fun 
And speaking of getting you ready for the NFL, I want to remind you that every day, um, it started this week, but I... Other than full show days, which are Monday and Thursdays, every day until I get through all the teams, um, we will have all the guys from Next Fan Up, all the super fans are coming onto the podcast to discuss um, previewing all the NFL teams. So I'm super excited about that. The guys have been so great. They've been very funny. And because I've gotten some great kind of what I call outtakes or not really previewy stuff, I'm going to be making a best of episode that's going to air on Thursday, September 10th, the same day as the opening kickoff game against Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. So I can't wait for that to come out. Um, particularly, I think the Galpa Nation is really going to enjoy guys like um, Atlanta Falcons superfan Tim explains how he became a Falcons fan. And wow, it's a long story. To Greg, the Pittsburgh Steelers superfan, who explained how he's keeping his kids really grounded in Steelerhood, even though he lives in Cleveland. So it's really interesting. So um, there's all kinds of different bits and pieces and nuggets. Um, I can't wait to share these guys with you. They are awesome. So make sure you check them out. Next Fan Up is on Blog Talk Radio as well. So let's get right to today's interview. Now, I know what you're thinking, wrestling. It's a bunch of fake guys on steroids with weird tights and weird makeup. But, you know, if you ever get a chance to actually sit down and watch a full episode of Raw or SmackDown, what's very interesting is that it's something that Zach McCray and I talked about in his appearance on our show. And that is, is that people love sports because of the drama. And there is no sport on the planet that does drama better than professional wrestling. Now, you can argue, yes, some of the matches may seem preconceived. It seems ridiculous. You know, the fan base may not be as intelligent, but I argue no. I argue that it is a lot of fun. It takes a lot of work. And these storylines are actually really compelling and very interesting. But it has changed from what we remember. In this past summer, we've lost some great wrestling legends, including Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Red Piper. Those are guys I remember watching as a kid. Um, and I just remember that. You know, it was all about the show. I mean, think about it. Ric Flair going, woo, a zillion times. And everybody else around you going, woo. And, oh, and a tiny human coming. Here, you want to say hi to everybody on the podcast? Hi. That's my daughter, Addison. Addison, do you ever watch wrestling? No. No, why not? Because it's weird. Because it's weird. Thus, like most girls in America right now. But there's an entire generation of divas coming out that aren't your typical divas. So we talk about a lot of different things. Um, Donald Wood is fantastic. And his show, along with his other co-host, is one of the most popular shows on He's on one of the most popular shows on Blog Talk Radio, and that not only is because their show is just great to listen to, but that shows the popularity of professional wrestling. You can't deny it. I mean, they pack arenas. I They have their own network, for God's sakes, that is subscription-based. So you know who else has their own network? Not many people. So it just goes to show you that, you know, just because it seems silly doesn't mean it's not serious business. All right, gals and pals, my guest today is the host of the very popular on Blog Talk Radio, Ring Rust Radio's Donald, and we are talking all about wrestling today. So welcome to the Sports Gal Pal, Donald. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Okay, so let's get right down to it. What got you into sports? 
Uh, well, as a kid, you play sports. I played uh, everything from baseball to football as a kid. Uh, then as I got older, I realized as a chubby person, I was probably better off doing uh, close contact things. So I started picking up uh, wrestling, uh, collegiate style, high school style wrestling. And um, then I did mixed martial arts kind of stuff. And then as I got into college, I realized that sports weren't going to be my forte. So I decided to do sports journalism. Uh, then uh, that's I've continued that on, and now I uh, that's, I write that for a living. That's awesome. But your main passion, at least podcasting wise, is professional wrestling, correct? Uh, yes, it is. I uh, well, I grew up in Philadelphia, right outside of Philadelphia, so it's a uh, hotbed of wrestling between ECW and uh, independent wrestling. So I had a good good foundation to come up on. Okay, so and wrestling is incredibly popular i remember when i first got together with my husband he was really big into wrestling that was before um wwe was still wwf and they were just losing the lawsuit and they were switching over to wwe so that that gives you the time frame like the rock was still the rock in the wrestling world and um who else was running around and Stone Cold steve austin yes. no you're talking about 2001 2002 era kind of right in there so yeah that was that was yeah. very good that was the tail end of the uh attitude era more into the ruthless aggression era which is a very good time in wrestling yeah okay th- see you just lost me right there <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry see I'll try no, to, I'll, i'm so sorry no no you're fine no i think it's great though that they have these eras like my husband all of a sudden like i remember one time um triple h was there with like Shawn michaels and they were doing these like like x things and grinding and it was i was like oh mm-hmm. my that's yeah. degeneration that's degeneration x and that was a uh that was a testosterone filled stable we'll say um that was very um not so PC. You, I don't think you could do suck it uh, things anymore uh, as far as 2015 goes like they did in 2002, 2001, 2003 and beyond. Well, what's happened? What's changed since then? Because it, it is because I've been to get prep for our interview. I've been watching a lot of WWE and just kind of seeing what's going on. And while it's still really violent, I mean, and that's what people want. So let's be saying and it's still a little bit misogynistic. But again, given who it is catering to, you know, but it's it feels different. It's almost like a cleaner product it's not as gritty it well it is and i think that a lot of that had to do with um the the attitude era two companies were fighting for the same audience and they had to do things to beat the other one so they you could have gone highbrow or you could have gone lowbrow they chose to go lowbrow especially with the audience of wrestling fans a lot of wrestling fans that fits that, that works for what you're doing um that also comes from the guy who owns the company vince mcmahon uh, and a lot of his ideas his concept he's getting older now and now his daughter and her husband stephanie mcmahon and triple h are, are kind of taking over a lot more of the everyday operations and he's still vince mcmahon is still the end-all be-all so you have to go through. So when you see misogyny and stuff like that, I'm I've always assumed that came from him. Um, but now you have his daughter and her husband who are working really closely together. We talk. You talk about the divas revolution and how women are portrayed and how they're being portrayed much stronger now. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with Triple H and uh, Stephanie McMahon and their their push to really change the way everything's looked at. Plus, p- being a PG product, um, they're not just catering to the eighteen to forty year old men anymore. Now it's children. Now it's women. Now they're trying to cater to everyone in all different cultures. And to do that, you got to kind of clean the slate a little bit. You have to. Keep Keep it much more PG so that everyone can enjoy it and no one's offended. 
Yeah, but still, but that's kind of missing the fun of wrestling. I remember going to matches. My, you know, they would come to our local area. My, my, well, then boyfriend, now husband, would take me, and and I would like it. I mean, you're screaming, you're doing the chants, you're doing the waving the signs. I mean, you know, it, it was fun. There's, it's it's fun to go to a live wrestling. If you ever get a chance to, just go, just just go do it. It's it's hysterical and it's fun. And these guys, what they put their bodies through, it, it's amazing. Well, when it comes to indie wrestling, I think that a lot of the things that fans miss, like the blood and the the the, the more produ- uh, provocative storylines, you can still find those in different companies besides the WWE. The difference between WWE and a lot of other companies it's publicly traded. So there's a board of directors that can vote, say, you know what, that's some that's not something you want to do. So blood that's not allowed. So when you when people bleed by accident like john cena just broke his nose and was bleeding literally during the match they stopped the match they went in there and a lot of fans complain like oh that's that's really just that's not what wrestling's about but you know what it's a different you're, they're they're catering to a different audience they have different people they have to satisfy including investors so i mean it's a much more complicated situation than hey we just want blood okay i that's how it was for sure but now with lawsuits about concussions and lawsuits about um blood disorders and, and there's just it's easier to say we're not going to do it than it is to try to regulate it you know what i mean no i do understand but is it as much fun <sighs> I don't like the WWE as much as I did before, but it, I don't know if that's because it changed or I grew up. Because when I watched the Attitude Era, I was also in my teen years, and that was, you know, I mean, when you're a teenager, you're not thinking when you are when you're in your late 20s or early 30s. So is I don't know if it's as much as I'm not having as much fun, because I still watch indie wrestling and other products, and I watch products that they don't have blood, and they don't have cursing, and it's just about good wrestling. So it to me, it's all about the storyline. So you don't need provocative angles and stuff like that. You can create great wrestling by telling a great story. There's a company right now called Lucha Underground on the El Rey Network. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, he does uh, movies and stuff like that, but he did wrestling on in this season. And it's they sold me on a bunch of guys I didn't know, a bunch of guys I didn't care about because they told great stories. So if you tell great stories, all of that PG rating, all the blood, all that kind of stuff, that goes out the window because you can care about the product. So that's it's a really story driven product. Yeah, I, as is, I'm honest with myself, soap operas. Soap operas are all about the story, getting people invested in the characters, no matter how silly, you know what I mean? It's my twin you killed, not me, you know what I mean? No matter how silly it is, like they ha- their job is to get you to care about it, get me to care about it. So in wrestling, their job is to get me to care about their characters. And one thing I find with WWE is that they simply don't. They simply don't know how to build character characters properly. In an age where Breaking Bad and uh, The Walking Dead, these adult-driven shows are, are all the rage, they're really giving us simplistic storylines that are, frankly, below some of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And again, I'm just watching, like, getting ready for the big event this summer is, of course, SummerSlam. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's necessary. It's definitely not your Super Bowl. Obviously, that's WrestleMania. But it is, like, the, what is it, the second largest event that WWE produces every year. Yep. So it usually t- takes place in Los Angeles, but they switch it up to New York City. It's still a huge city, so this, this will be cool. Yeah, so it's one of the larger pay-per-views, and it just, you know, I've been watching it a couple weeks now to get ready for this, and just because my husband happens to have it on, it's like, why not? And there's some familiar faces, again, we, we were talking off um, air, but like The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, like, I remember when Brock Lesnar was first joining the WWE, um, and I'm like, wow, we, we've cycled back, because I remember this, like, you know, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden, it's like, uh, even more than 10 years ago, actually, because we were still dating at the time, because we 
Yeah, I'm trying to calculate. It was about 2003 when he when he came, arrived, and so I'm going. Okay, so we're doing this, and didn't he fight the Undertaker then too? It just feels recycled. It doesn't feel fresh. Well, in 2000, well, here's the thing. They did fight. They fought in 2002, and I'm almost positive they fought in 2003. I know they fought at least two or three times before this recent interaction at WrestleMania 30, which is what this is all about. Uh, one thing that I, I do not like in the build is they don't, they don't reference that. They do have a story, they, uh, over a decade of history between the two men. Um, they, even in 2010, when there was an inkling that Brock Lesnar could jump from UFC back to the WWE, Undertaker showed up at one of his fights. And they had a stare down outside the octagon. So this has been something they've been building for a very long time, going on 13 years now. Um, and they're not building on a lot of that. So that's the, the, the only negative I really see. But you got a legend in The Undertaker who's been around forever. And Brock Lesnar, who, in my opinion, is a stronger character than he ever was when you first saw him in 2002, 2003. He was super strong collegiate athlete guy and unstoppable, but... He didn't go to UFC and win the heavyweight championship. That's what we have now. We have a guy who is a legit heavyweight champion, and he comes in that ring, and he still legit throws people around. So it's still he gives the he gives wrestling a, a, a taste of reality, and that's something that you got to get people to believe. That's what wrestling has always been about: getting people to believe. Yes, it's all kayfabe, it's all scripted, but the action in the ring—if you can get a fan for that moment to just lose himself and be like, "Oh, you almost had him," and that—that's how you succeed in booking wrestling. So, who are some of the newer faces? We talked about some of the older ones. Like, who are some of the newer ones that are coming out that are like really exciting? Well, if, you're, if we're talking about SummerSlam, uh, John Cena is a guy who's been around for a long time, but he's fighting a guy named Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, these guys were all in a stable called The Shield. Uh, the stable ran roughshod over the WWE. They were amazing. Uh, it was, it was in the, if we look back to, to great stables, you look at the NWO, you look at the Four Horsemen, and now this group of three, The Shield, all three of the guys, they broke apart from each other, and now they're on singles runs, and they're all going to be successful. There's a guy named Bray Wyatt, who's like a mysterious cult-like figure, and he has these mysterious backstage promos, and in that sense, that's that's I appreciate the storytelling there, because in a world where The Walking Dead is so popular, this is a character that's based in reality, they're trying to keep it as real as possible, but letting it have a bit of what made Undertaker great to us when we were younger. We, we knew this man was not a dead man rising. We understood that. We understand it's just a guy from Texas with a gimmick. We understand. But if you can make me believe like in the aura around a man, that, that, that equals a great match. I think that they're doing that well with a guy named Bray Wyatt, so he's one I'm really looking forward to. But those guys, NXT is like their de developmental territory. And down there, you got Sami Zayn and a guy who came up recently, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. They're all great. And then you, we mentioned the women. They have a bunch of really great women coming up right now. So nothing but strength in that division as well. Yeah, including Ric Flair, legend. Um, you know, I think even non-wrestling fans know who he is. Um, you know, his daughter is now wrestling. Yeah, Charlotte. Uh, she is uh, the, the tallest, the, honestly, to me, the most athletically gifted. Uh, she's got the swagger. She's got the name. She is the the centerpiece around this the Divas revolution they're building right now. But the other women they're building around are also very, very talented. Uh, a woman named Sasha Banks is the NXT champion. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, Becky Lynch is very talented. Uh, Paige was has been there for longer than the rest of them, but she's amazing in the ring. So um, you've got a bunch of really great women coming, really young women coming up too that they're building this division around. Uh, to uh, they like you said misogyny, they would they would pick these divas out of like 
catalogs and stuff like that and then teach them to wrestle. These women are coming in. They know how to wrestle. They're coming in with experience. They're coming in looking to fight equally with the men, not trying to be something they're not, which is, which really works for me. And it, it gives, um, I, like I said, I watch this with my wife as well. And it, it's empowering. This is good. This is not three minutes. It's not women who, who honestly shouldn't be wrestling. It's women who are tough and fighting each other for, for the, the biggest prize in division. So it's not just eye candy. It's not, not a, well, not anymore. And I, I mean, that's still going to be there. That's still going to be there. Cause like you said, uh, sex sells and that's, that's, I mean, that's advertising. That's, that's one oh one. Um, so they're always going to have that, but it's definitely much different. If you watched it two or three years ago and then watch it now, every they're, they're giving these women two or three segments. They're letting them have full matches, tell stories with their actions, have great finishes before it was three minutes. It was sloppy. And then it was only to, to kill time. Now there's stories. There's, there's meaning behind it. There's purpose. Yeah. Plus a lot of people are getting introduced to them through the um, E channels show total divas, which kind of is a, like a backstage version of what's going on. Total Divas also it shows uh, a lot of the women who are not part of this Divas revolution. Paige is in there, and um, the Bellas are in there, but they're not really part of this revolution. That's kind of the old guard who's kind of getting moved aside. To be honest, those women are um, were hired basically for their looks. Some of them are very good performers now. Over time, they learned and they they picked it up. Um, but the the new women who are coming in are kind of being like anti Divas, anti against that. They're the, the championship's called the Divas Championship. And, I mean, to me, that would always have a negative connotation. So it's like, change it back to Women's Championship. That's kind of what Charlotte and Paige and the other women are fighting for, to bring it back a little bit more to uh, just focus on wrestling. I think that's great. I think that it's awesome. I mean, again, it's not for everybody. Just like every sport's not for everybody. Not everybody likes football. Not everybody likes basketball. Not everybody likes wrestling. But I feel like the fans who love wrestling are some of the most passionate sports fans in the world. Oh, 100% agreed. You can't uh, find a wrestling fan who's not usually willing to adamantly defend his position as a wrestling fan. Because and the thing is, we usually have to defend that because it's, uh, it has such a negative perception with so many people of oh, wrestling. It, it, most people don't look at it as, as a sport. Most of the people don't look, look down their nose at it. So that's something that people who, who really enjoy wrestling have to deal with. So usually pretty thick skin when it comes to that. And you mentioned your wife watches. Did she start watching before you guys were together or is this something that she acquired? Oh, it was acquired. It was something that, you know, she got to choose what the house looked like. I got her to watch wrestling every Monday night. So you give and you take in marriage. So that's what I got. I got her watching wrestling. But like I said, the key was to not not tell her about guys and tell her about girls. It was to tell her about stories get her invested in characters because once she asked like why is that guy doing that then i know she's hooked because she cares why is he doing that you know what i mean she's invested in a character so that was the key once she started caring about people uh, and but she got in a great time there was a guy named cm punk who got in uh who, who was doing something big in 2011 where he was like phony quitting the company but it was he was holding them hostage and you didn't know if it was real or fake or not and in that moment she really liked that guy and she was enthralled and then from then on she's been pretty hooked Oh, that's really convenient for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, hey like it's marriage. You got to give and you take. I, I watch stuff that I don't like. And so even if she doesn't like the wrestling part of it, she just, it's time for us to spend together. So it's, it's, we're not fighting during wrestling. I keep my mouth shut for that time. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, I remember, again, when, when I was watching it with my husband back when he watched it 
really regular. Like he watched it religiously. And I got sucked into the stories. I got really annoyed as a fan going, I don't really want to see the wrestling. I just want to see them talk to each other. It's such yeah, a that sounds that, sound, that sounds about right. My wifey sees the wrestling. And I, I'll see a cool move and I'll see something that I haven't seen before. And as a, as a wrestling fan for, for a long time, I get really excited. I mark out. I jump up out of my seat like, this is so cool. Check this out. And she's playing with her phone like, I don't care one bit about that flippy thing he did it's like oh, okay we haven't gotten there yet soon enough you know what i mean yeah no seriously yeah and i don't know if i ever like if we got into it again like we were watching it regularly even i like even during some of the pay-per-views i know that's like the big deal and and the matches are but they were like so long i'm just going i don't care anymore just someone pin somebody so we can move on and and see something else so i think that's so interesting yeah, the, the pay-per-views are the culmination of all the storylines. So if you don't care about the wrestling, that's nothing but wrestling. So I figured uh, Sunday nights are probably going to be more for just me and, and my friends while she watches something else or does something else. And then Monday nights, there's going to be some storyline development. There's going to be characters. There's going to be uh, backstage segments. I figure she'll be more invested in those. When is SummerSlam? SummerSlam is the 23rd Sunday. So we're coming up about uh, 10 days now or whenever this airs 23rd. So, geez, okay. So besides Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, what are the other matchups that we should be watching out for? Uh, you got champion versus champion. United States champion is uh, John Cena. He's been bringing legitimacy back to both the secondary title and the mid card. Uh, Seth Rollins is the world champion. They are going to fight each other uh, with both titles on the line. So the winner takes both titles. Recently, Seth Rollins need John Cena during a match and, Absolutely broke his nose, devastating fashion. It was all over the, the TMZ and stuff like that. He was really, really bad. He had to have surgery on his face. Uh, but he sh he's going to be cleared for the pay-per-view. Uh, that's going to be a good match. I think it's going to end in disqualification because both guys don't really shouldn't really lose their titles. So I don't think they're going to go that direction. So don't expect either title to change there. But the match that I'm looking forward to, uh, for those who really care about not so much the storylines and more the in-ring action. Uh, it'll be Cesaro versus Kevin Owens, two guys who were indie sensations, guys who, who came up uh, outside the WWE and, and joined the WWE and became uh, part of their culture. Uh, they're very talented in the ring. They're great in-ring storytellers, and they're both over with the crowd. They're both very popular, so that will be a really fun match to watch too. And there's also a um, TV star that will be wrestling a – uh, WWE star. So the guy Steve Amell, who plays Arrow, the Green Arrow on Arrow on CW, he is actually going to be wrestling. Uh, I think it's Stardust or yeah, it's a t it's a tag team match. Steven, uh, how do you say his name? Amell. I, uh, I Amell, yes. Okay, I have no idea. Uh, I don't watch that show. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, Stephen Amell and I think uh, Stephen Amell and Neville, and then it'll be Stardust and um, Bad News Barrett, Wade Barrett, whatever they're calling them now. So it's just a tag match. It's going to be in tag matches. You can protect one of the guys. So usually they do a tag match when one of the guys isn't really as skilled wrestling as the other one. So you let his you, you let a Mel's tag team partner wrestle most of the time. He gets beat up by the bad guys eventually. He runs over, makes the tag. Everybody, the crowd is supposed to go crazy for Amel getting in the ring. He beats up the two guys and probably will end up pinning Stardust. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a good show if you ever, if you're into comic books at all. My nine-year-old is, yeah. <laughs> are you are you saying I would be into the show because I'm the mental equivalent of a nine-year-old? Oh, no. No, Please no, don't. no. I'm talking about the Green Arrow show. The Green Arrow show. No, it's a great show. Um, it's it's a fun show. You should check it out. But you're kind of busy with the whole wrestling, and you do some other stuff too. You're not just a wrestling guy. 
No, no, I did. It's I, like I said. Now I work for a um, I work for a travel website now, so I, I'm all over the board. I, I went for writing in college, and you learn that you write about what everybody, anybody, what you'll write about what anybody gives you as long as they're paying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean because I I'm a, <laughs> a writer in my real life. Um, you know, I've got one steady gig, obviously for a regular job, but I completely understand. So, um, besides SummerSlam, what other things are coming up in the wrestling world? Well, the Saturday before SummerSlam is NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. It's it's uh, the first big arena that uh, NXT... NXT is the developmental territory for the WWE. Uh, it was meant to just teach people, but it's kind of become its own thing. It's got uh, a lot of uh, fan base. It's on the WWE Network, so the fans can watch it. And in that sense, it's got a real hardcore following. There's a lot of really great talent that's down there that is waiting to come up to the main roster. Um They've got a guy named Yushin Thunder Liger, who is uh, he's around 50 years old, but he's a wrestling legend from Japan who will be in, in the WWE for the first time. That's the night before SummerSlam, and that will be on the WWE Network. Uh, that's a 22nd. So that's that's a very exciting thing. And then there's a bunch, if anybody is in New York, there's a bunch of SummerSlam access kind of things where they can go meet superstars like Sting and other people like that. So it's a WWE usually blows out the whole entire weekend for this. There's indie shows the Friday before uh, the Friday the 21st in Philadelphia, which I'll be there for that, is uh, a Ring of Honor show. Um, huge, huge card, a bunch of championship matches, a bunch of great people from Japan, from the United States, from Mexico. So big, big card. All right. Some of, one of my final questions is this, because you've always been a wrestling fan forever, it feels like. Who is your absolutely the best wrestler of all time, in your opinion? There's a lot of categories you can quantify that with. You got best wrestler in the ring, best on the microphone, because a lot of guys encompass different parts. Uh, as far as all around goes, it's always going to be Ric Flair or Macho Man Randy Savage. They were great in the ring. They're great on the mic. They really knew how to do everything well. Um, as far as just pure mic skills, Roddy Piper just passed away, and so did Dusty Rhodes, and they're two of my favorites. They were guys who could... They could use their ability to speak to connect to a fan that had no reason to connect with them. They could he, they could relate to you. They could make you feel like whatever they're feeling, you were feeling it too. So I really enjoyed them. As far as just pure in-ring uh, goes, there's a lot of guys like Chris Jericho, uh, Eddie Guerrero, um, Chris Benoit, who nobody knows who that guy is anymore. But he was great I know in the ring. That, I know who that guy is. I know most people. That's most people are only going to remember yeah. me saying that. They were like, "Oh, he referenced that monster." And yes, he's a he's a well, damn yeah, but monster, I mean, but. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't, yes, the way he died and what happened was awful, was awful. We're not going to hide that. But at the same time, you know, you can't ignore the fact that he had a phenomenal career. I can ignore it. I can just reference him as a great technical wrestler. But be, yeah. beyond but saying that, even saying that, yeah, but even saying that, I have to immediately say afterwards, like, he's a monster and I don't, he, he, he's he got an asterisk next to his name, that circle with stars next to it saying, like, get him out of here. So he was deleted from WWE's history and for good reason, but he was a great technical wrestler, but a goddamn monster. Yeah. Well, and talking about also people recently deleted, Hulk Hogan is like oh. persona non grata. I'm like, how does yeah. that happen? Uh, well, if you're an old man who's uh, obviously racist, that'll happen to you, especially if well, you're yeah. uh, I, I, I like I, this. This is the, what got me. You know, there's no justifying what Hulk Hogan said. There's no good context for it. There's no out of context. 
those are horrible, horrible things to say. People were defending, say, hey, you know, that was taken, that was taken without him knowing. Uh, that was videotaped secretly, and that's all true. But uh, the videotape it was on was him uh, sleeping with another man's wife. So I don't want to hear people throwing the moral code at me because he was being a monster, saying monstrous things. So he too is a monster. I mean, he's not Chris Benoit, but he's he's a monster in a much much different way. Interesting. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard when your childhood heroes turn out to be human and very, very flawed. They have, and WWE made the right move. As a publicly traded company, you cannot endorse a man who says things like that, regardless of his stature with your company. You have to cut ties. You have to move past it. Well, there you go. Um, if the Galpon Nation is inspired to learn more about wrestling, where do they find you? Uh, on Twitter, just uh, go follow the show. The, the, if you have uh, a thousand hours to kill each week because the show is so long, uh, no, if you you can listen you can, to just you can listen in chunks. Yeah, listen yeah, in chunks. Well, That's what I do. A, a lot of people just listen to the WWE section, or if they don't like WWE, they'll go to the different kind of wrestlings that week. We cover everything in wrestling over the week. We cover fun news and stuff like that. So Ring Rust Radio is our show at Ring Rust Radio on Twitter, um, and usually you can find links right there. That's it. And all the links will be on the show notes. And, of course, you can find them on blogtalkradio.com. They are one of the top-rated shows, and they're almost always, like, I go on the front page, and I'm like, oh, look, there's Ring Rust Radio. You know, once a while I'm on yeah. there. But, yeah, but hopefully, you guys hopefully, are... But hopefully by the end of the month, we'll reach 25 million listeners. That's why, that's, that's our goal. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's yeah. insane. But it just well, shows that... you the power of wrestling. Yeah, we well, like I said, we have it. We've built a great following. Uh, we do a lot of interviews and stuff like that. So I mean, we we get good guests, and so once people, what we found that once people get there, they usually stick around as long as they can. So we've had we found good success. Well, that's terrific. And again, I thank you so much. I know you guys are super busy prepping for SummerSlam, and you took the time to talk to little me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And again, Galpound Nation, you can find all the um, links to Ring Rust Radio on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal or at sportsgalpal.com. Thanks again to Donald Wood from Ring Rust Radio for coming on to the podcast. Remember, don't hate the game. Just try to understand why the rest of us love it so much. If you love the Sports Gal Pal podcast, please be considerate and leave a review on iTunes so that other people can discover the podcast. And remember, you can always ask me questions on my website at sportsgalpal.com. And of course, you can connect with me on Twitter at sports at sportsgalpal. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.